Hello, and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. My name is Amberly, and I'm so pleased to have you join me today. On today's episode, I have a new guest from Arizona. He is a solitary Wiccan who found his spirituality. I don't know why that word's so hard, but it is. His <laughs> spirituality later in life. He is also a yoga and meditation teacher, a Reiki master, and he teaches some of these things online. Please welcome Crow Moon. Hi, Crow. How are you? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me here. It's an honor. Absolutely. Um, well, before we get into all the fun things, I have to start with, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking coffee. Me too. <laughs> it's something I started uh, when I was five years old, believe it or not. And my parents would come in and catch me, and they always said, hey, you need to stop that. It's going to stunt your growth. And <laughs> here we are 50 years later. I'm still six feet. Oh, well, <laughs> it didn't stunt yours, but it definitely stunted mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's but just my go-to beverage. <laughs> I'm drinking decaf because it's after, you know, noon here. And otherwise, I won't be up, I'll be up all night. But it is what it is. I totally understand. About, yeah. How about what are you reading or watching? I am currently reading uh, a really great book. It's Llewellyn's Little Book of Moon Spells by Melanie Marquise. Yeah, nice. I really like that. I'm I'm a moon person at heart, so it was a natural choice. But um, I love the way it's written. For anyone who practices witchcraft or Wicca, it's definitely a go-to. But even if you're just a moon person and you're not into the other stuff. It is a very fascinating read, and it will explain a lot more about the moon and the lunar phases. Great. You're welcome, Llewellyn. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It sounds great. I love their little little book of series. Uh, yeah, that's a great series. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun because it's just like little, little bite-sized pieces. You don't have to get super crazy into it, but you learn and, and yeah, and decide if you want to learn more about it. It's, yeah, it's just enough. Like if you're in a, a commute or something, it's mm -hmm. the perfect size for that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, so you said you've listened to my podcast. Um, so, you know, I'm going to ask, what is your favorite or most influential book on witchcraft or spirituality? I'm going to say this probably several times uh, during our chat. Uh, you're making me pick just one. But, okay. <laughs> I get that all the time. It's okay. All right. <laughs> pick more than one. That's okay, too. Well, in this case, I will pick uh, just one, and that would be uh, The Complete Book of Witchcraft by Raymond Buckland, uh, The Big Blue, mm -hmm. as they call it. And uh, that was one of the, the first books I picked up when I started my path. And I found that as a solitary practitioner, there are times when uh, you might tend to feel less than by not mm -hmm. belonging to a coven. Correct. Yeah. And this book, among other things, um, explains how that's not the case. And it's just a good go-to book for me all the time. And um, it, it's one I've, I, I keep reading over and over. That's definitely a good one. So I'm gonna actually just springboard off of that answer. And I'm gonna ask you something I didn't send you. So, you said that sometimes as a solitary practitioner, I think we all have this problem um, that you feel like less than. Have you ever felt the desire or the need to go find a coven or are you happy in your 
in your space? I'm actually happy in my space, but having said that, um, I do attend every month a uh, online full moon circle, Great. which I truly enjoy. Uh, it's nice to see everyone, but uh, you know, it, it, and then when it wraps up, it's just that, and then I go back to to doing what I do. Nice, nice. wonderful. That's awesome. I think that's the way to do it. Really. Um, most of my stuff I do solitary, but I do have a group of, of women. We call ourselves a coven. And I mean, I guess that's really what we are. Uh, and occasionally we get together and we practice together and then we all go our separate ways. So, you know, and both are nice and both are beneficial. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're in Arizona. Are you close to uh, Sedona? Uh, a couple hours away. I'm in Southern okay. Arizona. Okay. Okay. I was just curious because everyone says it's like the spiritual center of the universe or something. I've actually <laughs> never been. Oh, believe no. Believe it or not. No. That's funny. I, I went a couple of years ago and it was really beautiful. And yes, um, I could feel some energy, but it was, it's so commercialized. It's, I think it's kind of lost its, its special. I don't know, aura or whatever. That's what I was afraid of. And that's probably the driving reason behind why I haven't gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a bummer, a little bit of a letdown, but that's okay. All right. So back to it. Do you have a favorite author? Okay, here we go again. You're going to make me pick just one, but I'm going to have to go with two. Okay. Uh, uh, one being Estrella Taylor and the other Jason Mankey. Um Interesting. Each, each time I read one of their books, I feel like I'm having a conversation with a friend. It's good information, but it's uh, presented in an, uh, a, a very, uh, I want to say, cozy way. Mm -hmm. That's uh, It shapes up to be an enjoyable read every time. So I, I, they're another one that's a go-to for me. That's great. That's good to know. You know, I have seen Jason Mankey's name a bunch of times. Um, I have a gajillion books, but I have never bought one of his books. So it's it's good to know that he's a good writer. I will I will have to pick up um, one of his books. What's your favorite of his? Oh, it would probably be right now uh, the Witch's Wheel of the Year. Okay, that's a he, new one. Yeah, it's a fairly new one, and uh, he really uh, well he pours a lot into all of them, but especially in this one because. He has uh, different rituals that he's written mm -hmm. and uh, all sorts of really good background information and the history behind each Sabbath. It, nice. Uh, he did a very nice job with it. That's great. And what about Astria ta uh, Taylor? Uh, my favorite book of hers is uh, Intuitive Witchcraft. Again, that's one I, I reach for. There's, there's seldom a book on my shelf that I only read just once, but that's another one that uh, is a go-to, definitely. Great. All right, cool. Well, those books will be uh, listed on the uh, resources page on my website, as usual. Um, now, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes, as I say some, sometimes, not always. Okay. Um, <laughs> like many witches, uh, you were raised in the Christ Christian faith, but fell away from it. Uh, would you like to discuss this and why it happened? Yes, I would. Uh, that's true. I was raised Christian, and um, it just never, um, in a nutshell, clicked or gelled with me. And it wasn't the fault of any particular person. It's just the way it was. 
And there was a constant feeling of not being enough or not being good enough. And I always figured the problem was with me. So uh, I, initially I thought that I wasn't involved enough. And so I tried to rectify that and it made things worse. Mm -hmm. So from there, I just went to, from denomination to denomination, hoping that one of them would be the missing piece to the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And that never happened. So I, I just walked away altogether to take a break and find myself. And I was perfectly happy with that and not being on a spiritual journey. And then Wicca came along and I found myself on a spiritual journey that had the answers I was looking for. And more importantly, it finally gave me peace. That's wonderful. I, I, I think that's where we, most of us find ourselves is, is in a place of peace. Uh, when we finally find the thing that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I know, obviously, because you started off in the Christian faith that uh, your journey into Wicca started later in life. Um, how exactly did you find Wicca? Interestingly enough, uh, it came through yoga. Uh, several years ago, I decided that uh, I wanted to do a self-improvement project. I wanted to get limber again because I'd been sitting at a desk too long. I... Um, I, I just wanted to relax more. So I enrolled in some yoga classes. And during those classes, I had a fantastic teacher. She taught us about energy and chakras and so forth. And as I was doing independent research on these things, I kept stumbling across information on witchcraft and Wicca. And I saw how everything was interlaced in that there were no competing ideas and everything just seemed to go hand in hand. So I kept studying and found that Wicca resonated with me, and it was something I couldn't turn away from. Interesting. What was it really um, about Wicca that called to you? Was it the um, nature-centric or um, ritualism, or what is it that Wicca speaks to your heart the most? It was first uh, nature-centric and then, of course, ritual. But I think um, the bottom line is that uh, at that point, everything finally made sense to me. It finally felt like I was enough. I was no longer being judged. I found the true origins of things. And in turn, I found my own origins. And like I said, I finally found true peace. And I wouldn't trade those two things for anything in the world. I found home. That's wonderful. Do you think um, as someone who found um, Wicca at an older age, do you think that you relate to it differently than say somebody who found it when they were in their teens or early twenties? Yes, I would. Uh, I have to speak for just myself, of course, but right. um, more than anything, finding it later in life, I feel like I earned it. Um, I spent a lot of time learning what did not work for me. Mm -hmm. I spent decades figuring out what didn't work for me. So when I finally found what did work for me, that made my journey just all the more uh, sweet and rewarding. That's great. So you said that the wheel of the year, um, well, when you, when we spoke in our emails, you said that the wheel of the year was kind of your pivotal moment, right? 
Um, Definitely. What is it about the Wheel of the Year that, that speaks to you so much? When I discovered the Wheel of the Year, it uh, just suddenly demystified everything I'd been feeling and sensing and experiencing my entire life, mm-hmm. be that um, the ebb and flow of nature, the lunar cycles. And um, it allowed me to understand that I'm one with nature. And so the connection was established. And once I got my arms around how the wheel worked, I was like, this makes total sense. Do you have um, do you have a favorite Sabbath? Oh, again, I'm going to have to pick two. That's um, okay. I, <laughs> um, Samhain, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was young, I uh, I loved Halloween, and I always looked forward to it. And it was, I, I loved the the season changing and the fall weather, but I, I loved everything that s- uh, surrounded Halloween. And mm-hmm. now that it's Samhain, um, I, it's the same thing, only from a different perspective. It's more of a, mm-hmm. a spiritual perspective, as you know. And um, so I, I still enjoy it, but uh, just in a different way. And actually, uh, you know, I celebrate both. But um, then aside from that, uh, I would have to say Yule uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, Yule was the first Sabbath I celebrated uh, mm-hmm. when I started my path. And also because uh, Christmas never again, really resonated with me, mm-hmm. but um, Yule seemed to just right out of the chute. And uh, as with all the Sabbaths, I look forward to it. I look forward to the different seasonal changes. I look forward to eating with the seasons and the foods that go, mm-hmm. uh, that are associated with each one. Yeah. So those would be my top two picks. Those are two great picks. I think those are probably my, my two favorite as well. Although the one coming up, here uh, next week is pretty important to me because Bridget is uh, is the goddess that I work with the most. Um, do you have anything that you celebrate on in bulk? Is it is it a big Sabbath for you? Is there anything you do for it? I try to make them all big because uh, it uh, now that I'm on this path, it's great uh, having more than just one or two celebrations throughout the year. Always mm-hmm. something to look forward to. So as far as in bulk goes. Um, I always, uh, I, I will celebrate with nature walks. And while here in Southern Arizona, we don't have the weather that other people have, uh, meaning snow on the ground and s- watching the plants pop up from it. Um, here we, we are seeing whispers of spring. And mm-hmm. so it's nice to go out and just realize, um, th- the message being presented in front of me is that uh, new life is returning nothing ever ends. And Mm -hmm. beyond that, again, it's eating with the season. Um, Sabbath dinner will probably be, you know, very dairy oriented. Um, And then I will have, uh, I will do a ritual with white candles um, to welcome back the sun, a home blessing, and of course, invoking Bridget. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, it's probably one of the more comfortable times of year to go and do nature walks in Southern Arizona too. <laughs> yeah, it, it is perfect for that because it's, <laughs> it's not too cold and it's not too hot and, uh, it, you know, not something that's as, uh, it's not as pleasurable in the summer. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 I'm from New Mexico, so, Southeastern New Mexico. So I, I understand that the, the heat. 
Also, if you're from the Southwest, let me ask you a question. Red or green? Oh, Christmas all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. I have both on my table at any given time. <laughs> That's so funny. So for those of you who aren't from the Southwest, he was asking me if I like red chili or green chili, which is the universal question at any restaurant you go to in the Southwest uh, that serves chili. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm the same way. I mean, I've got to have both. Why limit yeah. myself to just one? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, I know that you are a teacher and you have an online business. Um, why don't you let the listeners know how they can find you, what you have to offer, um, et cetera. I do. Uh, I teach yoga and meditation online at um, a wonderful site uh, known as Insight Timer, InsightTimer.com, and um, I love their platform. I love uh, that there's this uh, resource for meditation, especially when people are having stressful times. And another thing I really enjoy about them is they let me do courses on nature-based spirituality and Wicca. Okay. So that's been a big plus. Um, I'm also on Instagram at crowmoon5. That's the number five. And um, my website is crowmoonaz.wixsite.com forward slash website. I don't have my own domain, but um, basically the easiest way to get to me is either through Insight Timer or Instagram. Okay, great. And I will uh, link all of that as well uh, in the show notes and on my resources page. Um, would you like to share a card poll today? Yes, I would. This is from um, the Witch's Wisdom Oracle deck. And I, I do a poll every night. And uh, so last night's, the card is Hearth. And the meaning it describes on the card is homecoming. And as you know, these things never lie. Uh, it is very timely. Uh, it, I, this card is bringing me the message that it's time to um, concentrate on uh, not only that, but also to value uh, the home and the home front. And I also find it interesting that Bridget is the goddess of the hearth. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a very timely message to me. Yeah. I love her. And that, that is a great, a great card pull. Um, I don't, I don't know if I've seen that Oracle. I feel like I, I must've, what does the card it, look like? Uh, the deck is pretty much purple. And this card, uh, in particular has like a cauldron over an open fire. Nice. It, this is a great deck, uh, for anybody getting started because it's so easy to work with. And I actually uh, prefer oracle cards over tarot. Nothing against tarot, but I'm just not skilled enough. Um, so I only do readings with that for myself. Great. Yeah, I'm the same way, actually. And I was just about to ask you tarot or oracle. <laughs> Definitely oracle. They're, uh, mm -hmm. they're the easiest to begin with, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I've just stuck with them. Yeah, and what I do love about oracle cards is no matter what you enjoy, there's going to be a deck that relates to that. There is. There's tons out there. I have three. I have this one, The Witch's Wisdom, and then I have Moonology. Mm -hmm. That's great. And 
of course, the Urban Crow. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I love her so much. I have five of her decks. Aren't they great? They're so wonderful. Um, I interviewed her recently. Well, I guess it's been it's been a while, but I interviewed her, MJ Colonnade. She's amazing. I love her. Yeah, that's a, it's a great deck. And, of course, the crow being my spirit animal and my spirit guide, mm -hmm. um, it really resonates with me. Yeah, it's a great one. She's And she's got several uh, crow decks. And she actually just came out, I think, with a new one. Um, I'm trying to see if I have it right next to me. It's like a, almost kind of like a playing card deck, but not really. Like you, you, you pick several cards and it's, it's things that the crows pick up like little objects, little happy objects. I don't know. It's very cute. Should check. Okay. Out. <laughs> so you, you just told me I'm making a trip to the bookstore is what you told me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, um, we go out shopping. My wife will, uh, as we're going along, she'll look at me and she's like, Do you, would you like another book? And I say, have you seen our bookshelf? She's like, you didn't answer the question. And if I don't answer the question, one goes in the cart. So <laughs> she's been very supportive of all this. That's really wonderful. My husband's like, another book, really? <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay, because I'm always like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think I've read more in the past five years than I have my entire life. That's great. I think reading is very important. I think it's very important, and it's um, it's not only relaxing, but I view it as very healing. Yes, and it's never too late to start reading. No, it's not. Can always start. Um, so you have a meditation to share today. Yes, I would like to. Um, this is one I wrote that uh, I've taught online, and um, it's um, about the altar, the Wiccan altar, but it can... You know, your altar can be any place, and this is a meditation I've designed to do. You can do it, of course, in front of your altar. You can do it on a bus or wherever you like. But I chose it for today because this is part of my personal practice, and it um, explains uh, something I do every night in front of my altar, and I would love to share it with your listeners. Perfect. Thank you. I'm, I'm ready for it. Okay. Begin by closing your eyes. Regardless of your spiritual path, I invite you to spend a few moments in silence before your altar, whatever your altar might be, and in any way that works best for you. Regardless, your body is the real temple, and I welcome you, my dear friend, as I share with you my daily practice. With each inhale, feel yourself connecting with the elements of earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. With each exhale, let go of what no longer serves you. I invite you to bring Namaste hands together at your heart. As you do so, gather in energy that inspires love. Take a deep breath. Breathe in love for the earth, love for all life around you, love 
for yourself. Raise your namaste hands to your third eye, which is just above your physical eyes. Bless your intuition, your thoughts. Invite energy into this chakra to give yourself clarity and peace of mind. Bring your hands in front of your lips while concentrating on how your words are powerful, how you can use them for the benefit of all. Breathe steadily. Think about your words. There is so much energy attached to your words, so please use your words constructively. Finally, allow your hands to rest at your heart chakra again as you sense gratitude. Feel a warmness in this chakra as you invite love for yourself into yourself. At your own pace, begin to open your eyes. Invite subtle movements into your fingers and toes as you awaken from this rest. Return feeling well-rested and relaxed. I stand before my altar every night, and I do so in peace and love, so that I may be of benefit to myself and others. May that same sense of serenity be yours now. Blessed be. Blessed be. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed that. I'm feeling, Thank you. feeling ready to do some, some witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then I start thinking about what I'm going to do for Impulk. Um, is there anything else you want to share with uh, the listeners? Any um, any upcoming events or anything like that? Don't have any uh, upcoming events right now, except um, that uh, just if, if you're interested in meditations, uh, jump in there on insight timer i'm always putting up something new i'm just doing a few right now that are reiki centered but i'm going to have more that have to do with witchcraft and wicca wonderful wonderful are you going to the gem show uh well the the jury's out on that one uh, <laughs> hadn't I hadn't uh, thought about it. I'm, I'm aware that it's coming. Mm -hmm. um, it, crystals are kind of like books. I, I, I'm sitting here wondering, do I actually need any more? Yeah, of course you do. Just one more. <laughs> of course I do. Just one more. And that leads into the whole cart being yeah. full. Yeah. If I could get there, I would definitely be there. But my dad's going for me, so. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. It's safer that way, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I gave him my um, my business license number so he could go buy me a bunch of wholesale stuff. 
there you go. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. I am going to sell them on my website, but you know, I will definitely get some benefit out of it as well. <laughs> you won't sell all of them. That's right. That's right. I'll keep at least one of each. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. Well, thank you so much again for joining me today, Crow. Um, I appreciate you. And uh, any, anytime you want to come on, just let me know. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been fun. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm a listener to the podcast anyway, so it's a, a real joy to um to be on here as a guest. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm I'm so pleased. I love it when my when my listeners join me cuz then I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope you have a lovely evening and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. In bulk blessings to you and yours. And you as well. Thank you. So finally, before we close this episode, I just wanted to share um, a little excerpt from this book, Bridget's Light, uh, edited by Carol Crow and Laura Luella. Uh, it's a really beautiful, beautiful book. It's a compilation of stories and recipes and rituals uh, from a bunch of people in the uh, in the community. And this one is specifically from Carol Crow because I asked for her permission to share something. And since she gave it and it's hers, I feel like it's okay. Um, so it's uh, Brady's Bedtime Milk. Uh, it says, the simple recipe for a warm and comforting bedtime drink comes from my grandmother, Mabel Normal. I'm sorry, Mabel Norma Taylor, who got it from her own grandmother. Ada Bridey Carter Taylor. My granny was very proud of her Scottish and Irish roots. As a child, I was served a mug of this milk every evening before bed. I sipped and listened as my grandmother shared stories of our family from the days gone by. It's one of my favorite childhood memories. The tradition continues as I now make this treat for my grandchildren to sip while I share my own stories with them. The ingredients are one and a half cups of milk, a quarter teaspoon of vanilla extract, one teaspoon of honey, it says check with a licensed medical provider before giving honey to very small children, uh, and a pinch of nutmeg for sprinkling, which is optional. Uh, you will warm the milk on a low flame or in the microwave until very warm, but not boiling. Pour it into a mug, stir in the vanilla and honey, and top with a quick sprinkle of nutmeg and enjoy. Uh, what a great thing to have uh, every night, but also especially for in bulk, the milk holiday, when we celebrate uh, the coming of the milk to the, to the ewes at the early, early beginnings of spring, at the end of winter. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I really thank um, Crow for coming on and joining me. And uh, we'll see you next time. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on my website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email me at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you.